here live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! You heard the man. It's time to wake up. Let's go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's the pregame show. I'm your host, Joe Spadoni. And for the next hour, we're going to be talking Niners, Giants, LeBron to the Warriors? What? We'll discuss that craziness, too. Or maybe, just maybe, it's not as crazy as one might think. But going into a show like today, you got so much to talk about. And it's great. And it's great when we have Warriors playoffs, obviously. That's what we would have wanted to talk about. The Warriors this time, Warriors Nuggets, Warriors in the finals, what have you. But they're eliminated, so it's off-season for the Warriors. And we got a smorgasbord, if you will, of content. OTAs for the 49ers. Giants are hot. Get another win. 4-3 over the Minnesota Twins. Michael Conforto, another dong. Conforto hits a high drive left field. Castro back at the wall. It is gone. Another one for Michael Conforto. He nutted that thing. He certainly did. Dave Fleming, NBC Sports Bay Area on the call. Dave Fleming, voice of the Giants, will be joining the morning roast at, I believe, 720 today. So you want to check that one out. Again, download that Odyssey app. And you can listen to that interview, you can listen to any interview, any recording, anything we did, the Warriors Summit from Monday. Download that Odyssey app, favorite 95.7 the game. You can also stream us live on Twitch and YouTube. Good morning there. We are up and running, 888-957-9570. Good morning to Nicole, Brandon, let's get it. Morning, appreciate all y'all chiming in this early for just getting off work, getting ready for work, getting ready for school, taking the dog out. I got this seven-month-old puppy, this little terrier mutt. God, he just can't stop peeing. So I have to take him out like 9 o'clock when I get back in bed after putting down a little guy. About 3.45 after I just wake up in the morning, take him out again, and he's still doing it. It's driving me nuts. The missus, Jade, he just has a small bladder. He's a puppy. It'll it'll be fine. I was like, great. I'm the one cleaning it up at 3.30 in the morning, all right? Granted. She's nursing and doing all that stuff. You're an awesome mom, Jade, if you're listening at 5.03 in the morning and you can't sleep. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's not going to help. 888-957-9570. We're not going to start with that. We're going to start with what's going on in Santa Clara, and that's OTAs. And man, the last time we were talking Niners and eh, maybe a little bit at the draft, drafting a kicker, by the way, Jake Moody out of Michigan. That was the big story to me. But the last time we were talking about this team is... What's the future going to be like for Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold on this team? Fight on? Seeing ghosts? Well, that's still the story. It's one of the biggest stories in the NFL. Who's going to quarterback a team that was just in the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia? A team that was riding an eight-game winning streak with Brock freaking Purdy. What's going to go on with that team? Defense got better. Hargrave, come on over. The rich get richer in the San Francisco 49ers. And if you're looking at that division right now, that conference in the NFC, it's the Niners, 
It's the Eagles, and then I think it's everyone else. That's how strongly I feel about this unit for the San Francisco 49ers. And you can say, well, Joe, how can you feel that way about the Niners if they don't even know who their quarterback is? I think they know who their quarterback is when healthy. That's Brock Purdy. Now, is he going to be healthy week one? That's going to be the big question. And Kyle Shanahan, he was asked about it yesterday, and here was his answer. Only God knows, and it's all estimates, so it depends what quote people have got from me, but we're hoping for week one, and I feel pretty optimistic about that. Um, that's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one, and usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you got to come before that to make that goal, and that's kind of the goal we're hoping for, and don't have any reason to think differently. Don't have any reason to think differently. Only God knows. Thanks, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Am I going to get paid early tomorrow because it's a uh, three-day weekend? Only God knows. Oh, thanks. Hey, Kyle, um, real quick. LeBron going, going to the Warriors this offseason? Only God knows. Oh, thanks. That has, that has shades of, I can't guarantee any of us will be alive on Sunday kind of feels from Kyle Shanahan. I love how salty he is sometimes in the media and how terse, how short he is condescending whatever the word you want that's kyle but that's a lot of nfl coaches that's his coaches in general they're that way and i'd actually rather have kyle shanahan than i would like a bill belichick mumble 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 give me kyle saltiness any day of the week only god knows thanks kyle but you heard it there brock purdy week one will he be ready only god knows well you start throwing next week and dr narav pandya of UCS Health, our 95-7 The Game injury insider and part of cleared to play weekly with Willard and Dibbs, he was talking about the only thing we will know for certain is how his elbow will react to throwing. How's it going to react? How's that elbow going to feel? We shall see. He's going to start throwing next week, they said. They're going to start ramping him up, and hopefully... They're hopeful he's ready for week one. Now, hope, expectations, it's a big difference. And you have some backups, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, in the waiting. And I would hope, if you're Kyle Shanahan, that you see enough from Trey Lance this offseason that gives you confidence in him in week one. But there's already rumors, there's already whispers, there's already... The greatest thrower of the football in 49ers history, Sam Darnold, waiting in the wings. Yes, he was called that by a certain member of the media. Was that Mayoko? Greatest thrower of the football, potentially, for the San Francisco 49ers. Steve Young, Joe Montana, Kaepernick, hell, Jeff Garcia. Yeah, those guys. Really? Sam Darnold's better than all of them? Okay, listen. I'm here to get into that rabbit hole, go down that chute, if you will. Shout out Alice in Wonderland. I'm willing to do that because the narrative around Sam Darnold in his career in the NFL, obviously a first-round draft pick out of USC, the narrative around him is like, you know, he has all the talent in the world, but he just hasn't had the right coaching. Just get him in the right system. You know, he's been with guys like Adam Gase. That's just not going well. You know, he just hasn't had the right system around him. Matt Rule, eh. Get him with Kyle Shanahan. Get him with some weapons. Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and let him cook. 
then let's see if the mistakes are still there. Well, he may have that opportunity. And Kyle Shanahan, again, speaking to the media yesterday at OTAs, likes Darnold's quote-unquote veteran presence. I mean, I met Sam just when he came out of college, just interviewing him at Indy. Then he seemed like he had a veteran presence. I mean, just the way he carries himself, I think, whether he's in a football building or whoever his peers are off the field. And he seems almost like the same guy I met four years ago. So he is a little bit more of a veteran being in a couple places. But Sam's come in here with, to me, being the same guy he's always been. That's why he's had such a good reputation. And uh, he's coming here acting like he's learning everything from scratch, which he is, and trying to act like a rookie in that way because it is all new to him. He doesn't want to make any assumptions. And he's been awesome in phase one and phase two, trying to just do techniques he's not used to and things like that and it's been cool that he put the work in in those two phases that he's been able to use some of it here in these last two practices Kyle Shanahan there talking about Sam Darnold what he brings to the team and it's pretty wild Darnold's only a year older than Brock Purdy he's only two years older than Trey Lance you may think of Sam Darnold as this old guy he's not he came out pretty damn young out of USC and he's only 25 so listen I'm willing to listen to the reclamation project, if you will. And I was listening to Bonte and Shasky yesterday, as I do every single day, because I uh, run the board for the show. But I understood Bonte's frustration yesterday when talking about all these quarterbacks, because inevitably the conversation is going to turn into, who's your guy? It's going to turn into a click. It's going to turn into high school again. Oh, this is my, I'm a Brock Purdy guy. Oh, I'm a Trey Lance guy. Oh, I'm a Chandler guy. I'm a Ross guy. Like, Stop. I just want the 49ers to win a damn Super Bowl. That's what Bonte was saying. And I totally felt him on that. You've been so close for so long these last decades that it finally feels like you're on that doorstep and the window might be closing again. The window might be closing again because you know what? You're going to sign Bosa, you would think, to a massive contract extension. You're going to start getting cast strapped. Maybe you start moving on from some of these guys that are getting older, a Kittle, or maybe you move on from a Debo or something like that. So this team in this window is not going to be open forever. And who's going to give the 49ers the best opportunity to win a Super Bowl out of this bunch? Brock Purdy, I think, has had the highest of highs. You can't argue that. Other than being injured in the NFC Championship game, the guy never lost a game in the NFL. Trey Lance, haven't I don't know what he is. He's been hurt a lot. He hasn't played a lot of football, professional football. Hell, just throwing, he hasn't been able to do that a lot. So I don't know what he is. He could be special. I think it was David Lombardi who said it best of The Athletic who covers the team. He was on the morning roast this past week. He's like, listen, Trey has... The highest of high ceilings on this team, but he has also the lowest of low floors. So it's boom or bust with him at this point. And as for Sam Darnold, we kind of know what he is at this point. Well, at least we think we do. He's a turnover machine. His flashes here and there. He has athleticism. He's a big, strong guy. But a lot of boneheaded mistakes. And the one thing that Niners fans are tired of with this organization, shout out Jimmy Garoppolo, was boneheaded mistakes. There were stretches where Jimmy looked great. Quick release, hits his guys in stride, great in the red zone. That's awesome. But then you see the mistakes. You see the oh-no Jimmy throws, the Jimmy oh-no throws, whatever you want to call it. That's why they ultimately moved on. They got Brock Purdy. And they didn't look back until he got hurt. 
And now Trey Lance has that opportunity to seize. Will he? Trey Lance spoke to the media yesterday and uh, talked about being Purdy as the quarterback one and him kind of having to take the job, if you will. That's the uh, same thing I told you guys last year at the end of the year. My opportunity is just to come in and compete, and that's all I wanted. So for me, I don't want to take anything away from Brock, and no one should be able to take anything away from Brock. Uh, he did what he did last year, and he deserves all the credit in the world for it. Uh, like I said, for me, I just wanted an opportunity to compete. And here's more from Trey Lance talking. He spoke a lot to the media yesterday. It was refreshing to hear him talking about this whole process and the offseason rehab and him working out with, yeah, that guy that just won the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I've been working out with him. Being able to be around Pat uh, was awesome. Just pick his brain, uh, learn about just the type of guy he is, how he spends his free time, uh, offseason, and then more about his in-season schedule as well. Listen, it can't be a bad thing hanging out with the best quarterback in the league and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already in Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you that. I like that. If you're a Trey Lance fan or Stan, whatever you want to call, or if you're just a fan of the 49ers, can't hurt working with the best. And I appreciate Trey Lance doing that this offseason because you know what he could have just been going through his motions going through the reps he realizes this is his last shot for the 49ers if he doesn't seize it now i think he's done with this team and i don't even think that's a hot take this is his opportunity to seize in this offseason he's battling against darnold and he's gonna be battling against purdy can he win that battle? 888-957-9570. You can also hit me up on Twitch and YouTube. We are live and streaming. And be sure to download that Odyssey app, Favorite 95.7 The Game, for all your San Francisco 49ers coverage. We've heard from Lance. We've heard from Shanahan. Now let's hear from the man himself, Brock Purdy, if he expects to be ready for week one. Yeah, I mean, I think for sure, like, my, I feel good. Arm is feeling good to say I'm going to be ready by this time or this time. I just, you know, we're not trying to label any kind of timeline like that. For sure, though, like, that's a that's a goal, right? You want to be ready for, you know, the season. And um, if that's the case, great. But like I said, we're just staying one day at a time and don't want to say anything that we regret down the road or whatever. Just say this, Brock. Only God knows. Only God knows. So you're fine. Only God knows. <laughs> I love that. That's always gonna that's gonna be my next drop for all the time. <laughs> hey Sam, Giants win the World Series? Only God knows. That's right. Here's more from Purdy talking about a night and day difference with the elbow. Last year, you know, every single night it's like study and sort of stress out about, you know, I got to learn this concept and this one and go run it, you know, at OTAs and try to prove myself to my teammates and coaches. And so obviously this year, you know, I'm not out in the field, obviously, but being able to, when a play call comes in and, and I hear it and I can see it better, like just mentally, and it just happens a little a little bit quicker. But I mean, there's still a lot of details and things that I can clean up just with how I operate and see the defense and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm working on right now. But I think, yeah, like a night and day difference for sure, you know, coming in as a rookie can compared to now so there you go night and day difference not only with being a rookie going into his second year but you know being behind the scenes now in this second offseason he can't really throw to his teammates he's gonna start doing that and ramping up next week according to reports so brock purdy will he be ready week one only god knows but we shall see 888-957-9570 who do you want 49er fans do you want brock to be the quarterback one Do you want Sam Darnold? Do you want Trey Lance? It's an easy question. It's simple. I get it. But that's what this has turned into. It's turned into a click. Who's your guy? 
And then the minority probably is the Sam Darnold bunch, but I feel like it's growing a little bit. You start looking at where he was drafted, USC, not a lot of successful quarterbacks, but where in the draft? He was a top five pick to the New York Jets. He had all the talent in the world. He's still only 25. Hey, maybe this could be our Jim Plunkett. Maybe this could be our Geno Smith. Why not? Here's Sam talking to the media yesterday, asked if he and Trey have had conversations about the job. Yeah, the past five years of being in this league and, and being a starter and you know going through the ups, going through the downs of just being in this league and being a quarterback, you experience some things. And But I think you know Trey and Brock, even the young careers that they've had, have dealt with some adversity, obviously some ups and downs as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, playing quarterback's a, a special privilege. You know, with that comes a little bit of adversity as well. You know, I think it's just really cool the conversations that we get to have in the quarterback room, especially like you mentioned with Coach Greasy in there, just being able to talk about the position and talk about how to kind of deal with those things and deal with adversity and even deal with success at times. So yeah, it's just great conversations that come up. Just great conversations that come up. That's Sam Darnold talking about his current relationship with Trey Lance, you know, the guy he's going to be battling. But at the end of the day, iron sharpens iron and these guys just want to compete and be the best that they can be. And we'll see. At the end of the day, I believe that is what's going to happen. The best will be starting week one in the eyes of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. So if it's not Trey Lance, that's night-night for him. Trey Lance has got to be starting week one if he has any shot about being a San Francisco 49er moving forward. I firmly believe that. He has got to be the week one starter for the San Francisco 49ers if he wants to remain a part of this franchise. 888-957-9570. So a little micro view of the team there. OTAs, obviously. But let's go on a macro view. How you view this team going into next season. I already said I believe there's two teams in the NFC that are above everyone else, and that's the Eagles and that's the Niners. Some people put the Eagles on a more of a pedestal over the Niners because of the quarterback concerns, and I understand that. Jalen Hurts, he got the bag. He was phenomenal in that Super Bowl. I think that was the greatest game I've ever seen Jalen Hurts play in his career was that Super Bowl. And it's unfortunate because the one mistake he did have in that game ultimately cost them a chance to win it. But I think he earned that contract, and I think he had a hell of a season. But we'll see moving forward if he can live up to it. One year, it was great, and he's improved each and every year. Whether it was at Oklahoma, Alabama, now the Eagles, we shall see if he will continue to grow his game. But it is a little concerning when you see a magical season like that, and he gets a bag that he did. Not saying he wasn't deserving, but I'm saying we've seen it in the past when guys get these kind of bags coming off a huge run, a la Joe Flacco, and never living up to it again. So we shall see there. But I put the Niners right on their level, even with the quarterback concerns. I think they would have had a great chance to win that game had Brock been healthy. They would have had a great opportunity. Hell, they were sticking around with Josh Johnson for a while. The Eagles was, wasn't putting that team to sleep just yet. But here's what Gerald McCoy and Steve Smith Sr. on Good Morning Football yesterday on the NFL Network were talking about whether the San Francisco 49ers are contenders and their eyes. Take a listen. Kind of a little pushback when y'all say contender, because you said you got to, you know, start winning the division. Yeah. Winning your division doesn't make you a contender. It just gets you in the playoffs. Like the Bucks last year, they fought hard to win the division to get in the playoffs. Nobody 
thought the Bucks were contenders. They just got in the playoffs. So yeah. winning a division is cool. All but we yeah. we played. You know, yeah. But you know that's what I'm saying. We played the game. You knew every year. <laughs> Let's be realistic. Are we contenders? It's about six teams, six maybe seven teams, where you like, all right, they really have a shot yeah. to beat anybody. You wouldn't put the 49ers. I, I would not that. put the 49ers at this moment as a team. I would put on that list if we had to put them versus these other six. They have a shot to beat the top teams. I just wouldn't I, do that. I, with I would the 49ers. because of the. I would because of the defense yeah. because that defense gives you more and more opportunities, even if your offense is stalemating. You cannot ever get back. If your offense can't move the ball and your defense isn't very good, then you got two negatives. But if you got at least one positive, then that does give you opportunity. And the 49ers with Brock Purdy, I'm not saying that he helps them become world beaters, Mm -hmm. but he's efficient. And with Kyle Shanahan, efficiency is something that they've been missing at the quarterback position when you compare it to how good the defense is. Gerald McCoy and Steve Smith Sr. there again from Good Morning Football on NFL Network. And listen, I just I disagree with Gerald McCoy there. I get it, the quarterback uncertainty, it's a thing. And not winning your division, I agree there. Just because you win your division doesn't mean you're an automatic contender. We've seen some crappy divisions, like McCoy just mentioned there. The Bucks winning the NFC South was not the same as the Niners winning the NFC West. That's a false equivalence. Not even close. That was a horrible division. Falcons, stunk. Panthers, not very good. Saints, not good. Hell, the Bucks, not very good. But they won the division. Juxtapose that with the NFC West, okay. Kyler Murray getting hurt. Cardinals weren't very good. A lot of injuries for the Rams, same thing. Seahawks were a playoff team. They were legit. They had a really good defense. Speaking of the Seahawks, by the way, real quick, side note, Tariq Wollin, arthroscopic uh, knee surgery there, stud defensive back, rookie last year, blazing onto the scene, so they said he'll be ready for training camp, but just something to monitor there as the Seahawks are trying to rebuild their Legion of Boom 2.0. But going back to oh, the original point, not all division winners are built differently. And this division, the NFC West, for the longest time, hell, for the past five years, ten years, it's been one of the best in football. So I disagree on the notion there that just because the Niners won the division, you know, oh, that doesn't mean they're contenders. No, 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 it doesn't mean they're contenders. It means they won a division in which there was another playoff team. That alone makes it a good division. Whenever you have two playoff teams from one division, it means it's good. Bucks division, stunk. And now... Just look at what they did after that. They beat that team in their same division. Not only to win it and clinch it in Seattle on Thursday Night Football, but again in the opening round of the playoffs. Then they hosted the Cowboys and beat them. And then they went all the way over to Philadelphia and Brock Brady got hurt. We saw that what happened. Collapsed. Trent Williams shoving guys, throwing guys on the ground. And that was all she wrote. But to say that they're not contenders because of the quarterback uncertainty, I feel like we've been saying that about the 49ers now the past three or four years. And yet, they always make the NFC Championship. At least they have three of the past four years and a Super Bowl appearance. Like, how could you not think 
that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch don't know what they're doing. Because that's what that tells me, is that they don't know what they're doing. They do. Brock Purdy, if he's healthy, he'll be the week one starter. If not, Sam Darnold, Trey Lance, here you go. If you play well, maybe you have a chance to retain the job. If not, here comes Brock. And I think they're pretty damn confident in that. And I have confidence in Kyle Shanahan that he knows this offense. And I don't think Gerald McCoy has, Kyle, has confidence in Kyle Shanahan that he knows this offense. So 888-957-9570. Do you agree with Gerald McCoy that the San Francisco 49ers are in fact not legit contenders? I just, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that notion that we just saw Brock Purdy play and he was 8-0 prior to that NFC Championship game and him getting hurt. And that was the only game he lost is because he got hurt. I just, I have a hard time. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Wrapping my head around that notion. 888-957-9570. Let me know your thoughts. Who do you think should be QB1 week one if they're all healthy? Hell, who do you think it will be if they're not all healthy? 888-957-9570. And also, do you believe the Niners are still legit Super Bowl contenders given their quarterback uncertainty. We'll get into more into that. We'll get into more Giants. They continue to stay hot. They're streaking. Another win over the Minnesota Twins. And they're back at 500. And listen, is it reasonable to start thinking that this could be a playoff team? And if they are a playoff team, who's going to start stepping up even more? It's been Conforto lately. You had Patrick Bailey called up. Looks like that's given them a boost behind the plate. Alex Cobb with another great outing, 888-957-9570. We'll get into that. And Austin Rivers, we didn't get into the sound yesterday, but I really wanted to play it. Austin Rivers comparing Jordan Poole and Austin Reeves. It's interesting. We'll have that on the other side right here on the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 The Game. We are so international. Shout out, be legit. We're everywhere. We were getting hit up left and right. Netherlands, England, India, Greece, Tahiti, Antarctica. Eh, the last one, maybe not. But download that Odyssey app, favorite 95-7 The Game. Take us everywhere you want to go. Can be sure to uh, stream us live on Twitch and YouTube. That is international. I know that. So we are up and streaming there every single day. We just got done talking some San Francisco 49ers who doing OTAs yesterday. Purdy, Lance, Darnold, who's it going to be? We'll continue to take your calls and texts there at 888-957-9570. As we move forward to talk a little bit about the Giants. Yeah, that team. Start sprinkling baseball here and there. 
Giants winning four to three over the Minnesota Twins, and they have clawed all the way back to twenty four and twenty four. They are five hundred. Alex Cobb seven innings, three earned run, eight Ks, only a walk. He's had a hell of a year, man. Alex Cobb sneakily might be an All Star. It's early, it's May, but that's what All Stars is. It's all early stuff. It's all the first few months. That's why All Stars to me in baseball are so funny because normally you wait till after the year, right? For me, at Pro Bowl, that's what it is. I guess in the NBA, it's the same thing, but it's at least three-quarters of the way the season's kind of already done, so that makes more sense. But baseball, it's basically just the first couple months. Like, All right, here you go. You're an all-star. We've seen that fade in the past. Like, Jock Peterson was an all-star last year, and then he faded pretty mightily right after that. Hell, a couple weeks before it. And then he came on strong towards the end there, towards September, and it was kind of already dead anyways. But Alex Cobb right now... 2.17 ERA, 52Ks, 1.31 whip. Not mad at Alex Cobb. And you know what? The starting pitching staff is a big reason why they've been streaking. Hell, not just the starting. The bullpen has been keeping these leads, which is something that was not happening early in the season. There were struggles. Both Roger Twins not pitching too well. Doval was shaky, the closer. Still worries me at times, but you know what? Guy's got electric stuff. He's got swagger. He's got confidence. And you know what? When you're young and you have confidence, you feel like you can do anything. And Camilo, at times, does feel like he can do anything. And last night, just another ho-hum save. So 888-957-9570. What are your expectations this far in the season for the San Francisco Giants? I want to know. Is it making the playoffs? Is it as simple as that? Is it even making the playoffs? Because I've been arguing the last few days now that we've been talking some Giants baseball. It's about the young guys. And Shasky will join me for the cross over here in about, oh, 10, 15 minutes. But he's on that same boat. Listen, if you come out of this season with Casey Schmidt being an everyday piece, Patrick Bailey being an everyday piece, Kyle Harrison, if he comes up, did you see what he did yesterday, by the way, for the Rivercats up in AAA? Four innings, nine Ks, no big deal. One walk. So you'd think he'd be getting the call-up soon if Kyle Harrison ends up turning into a dude, a one or a two, to attach with Logan Webb. You're cooking with fire. You got something working. And all those fire Farhan, get rid of Farhan chatter will start to quell a bit. You know why? Because, yeah, you still might not be getting those huge stud-free agents, the Correas, the Judges, and all those guys, but the Confortos are now hitting. And if those are hitting coupled with young studs, yeah, I can work with that. It's when the young studs aren't coming about, and when you're whiffing on Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa, that stings. That's when it starts to hurt. That's when it feels like you're starting to settle for the Hanegers and Confortas. And Confortas playing well, don't get me wrong. But it's a lot easier to stomach those signings coupled with young studs coming up through the organization. Like a Casey Schmidt, like a Patrick Bailey, like a Kyle Harrison. Hell, Tyro Estrada, Camilo Duvall, all these guys. Logan Webb's locked up. So you're starting to see the formula here. You're starting to see it working out and playing. 888-957-9570, your thoughts there. Dave Fleming, by the way, is going to join the morning roast at 720 and give his thoughts on this team calling back to 500. He'll be on the call for the Giants taking on the Minnesota Twins today. What time does that one start? Giants, Twins, 10-10. I love early games. That's the best. I'll have that on here in the studio early morning action here on the West Coast as the Giants look to sweep the Minnesota Twins 
and move to a game over 500. 888-957-9570. Continue to take your calls and texts there. Wanted to play this piece of sound real quick, and we'll get back into the Giants and the Niners with the crossover. But this uh, piece of sound here regarding Austin Rivers and Jordan Poole. And I kept teasing it yesterday, teasing it, teasing it. That's something we do in the biz. We kept teasing something, teasing something. And hell, you may never pay it off. You may never pay it off. But here I want to. This is Austin Rivers and his podcast for The Ringer. I believe it's called Off Guarded. Him talking about the comparison between Austin Reeves and Jordan Poole. And these guys were compared a lot, especially during that Western Conference semifinal matchup, because Austin Reeves was closing games. Austin Reeves was in starting lineups. Something that Jordan Poole was a part of a lot last season, and hell, during at times during the postseason. Obviously, he's fallen out of favor, had an up-and-down year, signed the bag, but has kind of fallen below a lot of expectations for a lot of people. Austin Reeves, juxtapose that, kind of risen above expectations, if you will. But here's Austin Rivers comparing the two guards. Austin Reeves. I love his talent. His best skill is how aggressive he is as a player. He's aggressive every time he gets the ball. He's in attack mode all the time. Turn over, miss shot, don't matter. He's not the quickest, can't jump the highest, not the greatest shooter, not the most skilled. He can do a little bit of everything here and there. He's aggressive. He attacks. I love it. And he competes. His skill level is not the same as Jordan Poole's. It's not even in the same realm. I mean, it's not. I don't know if you see the shit that Jordan Poole does. No, Jordan Poole's crazy. And the range he has, the shot, the shot-making ability. If you're talking skill level for skill level, they're not even in the same. And I, again, I say this as an Austin Reeves fan. I like his game. He's nowhere near Jordan Poole. Just not get it twisted in terms of skill level. I feel like Jordan Poole's so saucy. Whenever he gets the ball, he's just, it's too much. It's too much. That's that's where, that's where the other half of this comes. Well, okay, for what Austin Reeves lacks in ability or maybe certain skill levels, you know, not being matched to Jordan, he makes up in how hard he plays on both ends. Does he play the right way? Can he fit in almost any team system in the NBA? Does he get to the foul line? Is he efficient? Does he know his role? Do his teammates like him? Do his teammates like him? Does yeah. does, does does he does he buy in? Does he do right. everything you ask him? I mean, bro, we just named nine things. So he does all these things well, and he's solid. This guy, who's probably a better basketball player and has a skill, is so erratic that he's either thirty or two. The highs and high, uh, highs and lows. Highs and highs and highs and lows are lows. Yeah, the highs and highs and lows where well, this guy is just consistent. Austin Reeves there on his podcast for The Ringer comparing Austin Reeves and Jordan Poole. And listen, it's an interesting point. I think he would help himself if you replace the word skill set with athletic. Because that's basically what he was hinting at, is what Jordan Poole is a better athlete than Austin Reeves. But I understand he probably didn't want to fall into the, the white guy trope, the white guy athlete superlative, whatever. It's like, oh. Not athletic, but man, he's got the smarts. And I feel like he was kind of tiptoeing around it a little bit. And listen, it's it's true. Jordan Poole, you just watch it on the screen. He's more explosive. He's quicker. He has the hops. He's got the dunks. He's got all that. So he's more athletic than Austin Reeves. That's a fact. Around the same height. But I'll say this. And Austin Reeves, um, Austin Reeves, Austin Rivers alluded to it. Reeves is more of a cerebral player. He hits his spots. He knows what he is, what he isn't. He's a smart player, has a high IQ when he's out running the floor on the court and 
trust me, you have to have a high IQ if you want to play with LeBron James, or you will get lambasted. <coughs> Shout out J.R. Smith, and uh, well, we don't need to go back into that one. Game 1, 2018, on the phone. But you have to have a high IQ, is what I'm saying, to play with LeBron James. Austin Reeves obviously has that. And that's the next step, next evolution to Jordan Poole's game. And I think that's why a lot of fans, young fans, not young fans, but any fan with the team is looking at uh, Jordan Poole and saying, can this guy just add another element to his game? Can he? And the other element that he needs to add is just being smarter. Knowing his role with the team. And it may seem like a simple thing, but when you're playing with Stephen Curry, with Draymond Green with Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, and you're in and out of the starting lineup constantly, and hell, your own player and own teammate punched you in the face, yeah, it's kind of hard to focus on what your role with that team is at times. So that's going to be very interesting to see this offseason. If they decide to keep Jordan Poole and run it back with this team, what's going to be some of the things that he evolves with his game? Because he does need to evolve with this team. What's his role moving forward? 888-957-9570 is the number. We're going to talk with Joe Shasky here with the crossover next. I'll ask his thoughts on that. His thoughts on the Giants' recent hot streak. His thoughts on Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold. All that coming up next on the crossover right here on uh, 95.7 The Game, the pregame show. Come on back. Back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Spadoni, tag me in. I'm ready to save you. There he is. Joe Shasky, crossed you over, you know the deal. There we go, it's the pregame show, it's Joe Spadoni. Hello, hello. Dude, this right, is, this song's a banger. Time? Midnight Club 2 Dub Edition, go ahead. Alright, let's do some story time. because Ed, Mr. I'm- Landlord Joe Shasky, by the way, taking behind the scenes. We were just getting into like, just like, yeah, I mean, the station needs a break, we have a three-day weekend coming up, and it just turns into, you know, I used to be a landlord and like getting sleep and all this sort of stuff. And you had some stories yeah, about okay. being a landlord, and it's it's fascinating. So, you know, it's interesting how relationships work, you know, and, and there's strengths and weaknesses to everyone, right? And all these guys that pretend that they're, like, filled with bravado and, like, I'll tell so-and-so how it's done. I know my lane. I'm too soft. I, I don't know how to say no. I say yes to everything. Which is surprising because you go pretty hard at people on the radio. So. Uh, oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's false bravado. There you go. Okay, there, you, there it is. Come on. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, okay, so we could barely afford our house when we bought our house. And at the beginning of, of purchasing the home, you know, my wife and I basically baked into the expenses. Like, hey, we're going to rent out the downstairs because we've got medical things that we need to pay for in life and blah, 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 blah. And so we're going to rent out the downstairs. Now, we had a string of great tenants and they were young girls who were going to San Francisco State because we live kind of near San Francisco State. Exactly. And it was great and everything was working out fine, Joey. Like their their parents would pay six months in advance. I'd get this big fat check. I'd throw it in. I'm like, let's oh, go. They'd be on the lease. I wouldn't hear boo-hoo from these from these young women, right? It was great because they were like really head deep into the books, which was awesome. And then We had somebody move out prematurely, and they paid us for the rest of the time. And I was like, oh, opportunity to double dip. Sweet. Right? So 
Now it's not the normal time when a San Francisco State student would want to move in. It's like the end of April, right? Yeah, so you got summer vacation, unless they're doing some summer programs or anything like that, but they're probably going home or something. Exactly. And now normally you'd try to do like a one-year lease, and we had it kind of like synced up for about August. So all summer, I can't find anybody to move in. Yeah. I'm like, God, this is this is brutal. So we, 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 we finally come across to, to this kid, and um, – it's a boy, which again I didn't. I was like, whatever, you know, no big deal. Single dude, college kid. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Parents lived in Santa Cruz. I'm, I'm giving out all the information. I really don't care yeah, because fine. can't stand these. It's family. A lot of people. Don't worry. So like the uh, the, the kids aren't going to obviously be able to sign on leases. They have to have like a co-signer. So the parents would usually co-sign. So the kid moves in, and it starts off great. And the parents were super like sweet and normal. Well, fast forward, I come home with my nieces one day and. God, house smells like weed. I'm like, God, I got to tell this kid. Like, dude, I don't care if you smoke weed. Just go in the backyard. Yes. Smoke weed in the backyard. Don't smoke in the house. Yes. Because when my wife comes home, who do you think is going to hear about it? Yep. It's going to be me. Like, dude, I, I'd like to smoke weed in the house too. But You're, I can't. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Like, and I got my nieces here. So like, oh, what's the smell? I'm like, oh my God. Wife comes home. We got to say something. So she highlights the lease where it says no smoking in the house. Right? I have a story after this that just goes in perfectly. Both our wives, by the way, half Filipino, right? Yeah. So it's just, it goes perfect. Go oh, ahead. yeah, and it always runs downhill. <laughs> oh so it goes right to me, and I'm the lowest denominator. So anyway, my wife sends a screenshot, like, highlighting the areas of where this kid's breaking the lease. You know what I mean? And she's in breach of contract or whatever my wife, because my wife's such a better landlord than I am. And I, like, you know, hands down, head down, like, hey, Cameron, i um, going to need you to not smoke weed in the house. You know, like, I, I'm okay with it outdoors, but, like, just not indoors. The mother fires back the next day. Whoa. She goes, well, it is legal in the state of California. Oh, boy. And my wife and her start getting in like a, not a pissing match, but very close to it where my wife's like, well, no, there's no smoking in our building. Yeah. Like that, we are laying the law down. There's no smoking yes. in the building. And, this are and our, these are our rules, and you signed this exactly. and all this sort of stuff. And you're yes, in yes. breach of contract, yes. blah, 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 blah. It turns into this big brouhaha. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my god! Now I'm walking on eggshells in my own house, and we have common areas near the near the laundry, whatnot. And this is back when we had the apartment complex or the uh, the, the, the in law, the in law, if you will. And so, I mean, my god, I'm walking on eggshells in my own house, Joey. And then one night, it's the middle of the night. It's like a Tuesday, and I start hearing. Noises oh, from boy. downstairs. Oh boy! Now again, we had all these girls, these women, these young women, and we never heard boohoo. Well, him and the boy and the girlfriend were making love very loud, very loud, and I could hear it through the heater vents. And I'm like, oh boy! And my wife wakes up and she's banging on the hardwood floors to go down underneath, telling him to shut up. And I'm like, this is the final straw. You know what I mean? Then the music gets turned on. Loud, oh, and no. this is like two thirty-three in the morning, and we've all got to be up. And I'm like, this, this, this cannot sustain. Anyway, long story short, my wife, who's such a better landlord than I'll ever be, had all this. She says, "You have twenty-four hours to sign this extension, this amendment to the lease, because you breached here, 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 like all these noise things that she had written in, which she's super smart." And the kid ended up moving out early. They paid us for the rest, thank God. The second he moved out, I turned to her and I said, we are removing the in-law. Yeah. We're going to remodel the house. I'm never doing this again. There you go. What a story, man. That's, you know, 
I'll um, never forget. And I got but, yelled the, at. The moral of oh. this, the moral of this, if you didn't, if you didn't, hear, sorry, I went off. No, 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 no. That's that's Joe Shasky. He's joining me for now for the crossover. He does each and every day, Monday through Friday. No, but the moral of this is too that you were saying is you don't like confrontation. No, and the, the misses is the more confrontational of the two. But no, I shouldn't say She's confrontation. She's not afraid. She's not afraid to tell someone exactly what they're doing wrong. That's fine. Yes. Jade, my missus, similarly, <laughs> we live in a very busy area in Oakland. Okay. And listen, we have two young children. Uh-huh. We have a six-month-old. Some people like to park in front of our place. Now, it's a public street. They are allowed to. So you're like my dad. So I am usually fine with it. Like, uh-huh. listen, like, like there's usually one of us is always there. Uh-huh. But there's always occasionally someone's working down. We have a main, uh, we all live off of um, MacArthur. Okay. So there's a, bus- it's a busy street. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of businesses down there. So people like to park. Jade's favorite is if she sees one particular car stay there within two or three times a week, right? So they've come multiple different times. Your spot. Your spot, quote unquote, right in front of our house. It's called your unofficial spot in front of your house. And they take up two spots. So this is actually a kind of... Oh, I feel her on this. So she she will write the note. It's called inconsideration. Yes. She will write the note. If you are parking in front of our house... (laughs) Please leave enough space for two cars. Wife. Underlined, underlined, underlined. And I was like, and then sometimes like oh, this this car looks a little sketch. Like there's some holes in the back that I'm not very comfortable. I was like, Jade, maybe we'll just remove. Joe's going to be taking the garbage <laughs> yeah. out, and some guy's going to snipe him. Wa- I'm going to get whacked. So maybe just do you, she's like, do you think you should just take the note off? I was like, and then and I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to take the note off. She's like, oh, okay. But she gives you one of those. Oh, okay. I see where I see what I see what it is. It's like, listen, oh I'm going to be the one that has to take the brunt of this. Oh if this guy comes no, or, or woman comes knocking Feel on me. the door, I'm going to be the one that has to like stick up for us. All right, I would rather not have this confrontation. Usually the car leaves, but to your point, it is funny how the misses or your significant other will be the big bad wolf. It's but when push comes to shove, exactly. you're going to be the one to take the brunt of it. Of course. That's just how it always is in life, isn't it? There's no question. We, My wife wanted to get a second dog after one of our dogs passed away, and I looked at her and I was like, it's it's your dog, but I'm the one who's going to be cleaning all the poops. I'm the one who's going to have to take them on walks. I'm the one that's going to have to wake up in the middle of the night when they're going, oh, 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 I need to pee. It's like... Dude, I need a P2, but I also need my freaking four hours of it's, sleep. It's uh, relationship venting here on the pregame show with the Joe and Joe for the cross Jover. But I said the exact same thing about 5'10", about 40 minutes ago. I have to take the dog out at 3.45 <laughs> in the morning. It's a seven-month-old puppy. Bro, oh, but, me. you know, he just has a small bladder. He's a puppy right now. He's just, you know, we just have to keep being on No, it's going to happen for No, it's going to happen. We had a chihuahua, Jade. She literally did this the last decade. Exactly. This is what's going to happen. She's going to poop and pee all over the place, and I'm going to have to Everywhere. clean it up. I didn't want the dog. Uh, Jade, I know. You're listening right now. And, and you love the dog. I love the it's dog. It's not that you don't love the dog. I love the dog. You hate the inconveniences that are associated yeah, with I, acquiring the I dog. I already have a, a seven-month-old baby. I have a seven-month-old <laughs> dog so i have a three and a half year old that can't wipe his own butt daddy has to do it now it's just a big mess and it's just it's a lot and i have to wake up at four in the morning every day these are things i deal with but you know what i get to talk about sports and i get to and i bring it all back brock purdy he's throwing next week joe as we talk about sports and you know what real quick i need i need you to hear this cut from kyle shanahan because it's hilarious uh, on kyle. if brock purdy will be ready for week one him talking to the oh, media yesterday okay only God knows, and <laughs> it's all estimates, so it depends what quote people have got from me, but we're hoping for week one. 
and I feel pretty optimistic about that. Um, that's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one, and usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you got to come before that to make that goal, and that's kind of the goal we're hoping for, and don't have any reason to think differently. Only God knows. Only God knows, Joe, if he's going to be ready week one. This has tinges of Tupac. I, I can't guarantee any of us will be alive on Sunday, I, I, so that goes for all of us. Uh, you know what? Bonte and I will get into it, and I don't know how much or how little or I, I don't know, but what is the rush? Like, I'm asking people, and I'm going to bring up an example in 49er history where a quarterback and a head coach, for a variety of reasons, very similar, actually, in different ways, but very similar to what's going on now. And I mean, of all teams that should be cautious about injuries, wouldn't it be the team that's got maybe the worst track record in, in all of sports over the last decade when it comes to injuries? Isn't this the team? And specifically quarterback injuries? Well, and, and you've greenlit how many horrific injuries where guys return and are never right. I mean, J- Javon Kinlaw's online one as you greenlit the knee that seems to still not be correct. I, I Look, if you like Brock Purdy, and you love him so much, and his spot is so solidified within the players' minds, okay? To me, health is the number one thing. This is an unprecedented football type of an injury. This isn't like an ACL, a broken fibula, where I've got decades worth of data and hundreds of guys returning to be able to point to and go, yeah, this worked here, this didn't work there, and I have like a feeling for it. How many pitchers in baseball have hurt the shoulder, arm, forearm, elbow, return prematurely only to cost themselves multiple years on the shelf? Oh, countless. Hundreds. Hundreds. Thousands, maybe. Like, not even maybe. And there's thousands. One guy, Nick Mullins, who's had this same injury as Brock Purdy. Money Mullins. And we're in some rush. Well, it's in his 23. Well, and to your point, like, this is a guy who's already limited in arm strength as it is. So doubling down on that and ramping him back to. Like, that's the thing. If I hurt my throat. Or my mouth, that's my money maker. Yeah, you're done. Exactly. You can never, don't go full Mock Rivers on me. You don't want to do that. Shout out Daryl the Guru Johnson. I mean, he'll be out out of commission for the next day or two. We all can agree. Like your mind is tool number one for a football quarterback. Your arm's number two. It's yes. pretty close. No, it's it's so important. You know what else is important? The morning roast. And that's up next I right can't here wait. on ninety five seven the game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix. And Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.